Welcome to the Modern Sage Podcast. I'm Leah Guy, your host, and as always, I'm very glad that you're here, but particularly today. This podcast marks the one-year anniversary of the Modern Sage Podcast, and I'm so grateful and happy about that. I'm, I'm so just honored to have the guests that I've had over the past year. Um, the feedback, the comments, the participation from you as the listeners. And I remember about three years ago wanting to start this podcast, and I just didn't feel ready. I had too many other things going on and couldn't quite pull it together. And COVID actually afforded me the opportunity to sit back and get organized and think about what I wanted this podcast to be. And it's just turning into exactly what I had envisioned. And I'm I'm just grateful to share that with you. If you've been behind on a few episodes, this week or next week is a great time to um, take a listen to some of some of those as we are preparing to launch season two. So enjoy that while you can. I want to also say, of course, if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating, a review, um, share it with your friends. Follow me on social media at Leah Guy Live on Instagram and Facebook. And just stay involved as much as you can. I teach on Insight Timer um, live most every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m., starting again in April. And I hope that you will find me there, my Patreon channel. There's so many ways to stay connected. So today, I want to talk about an important topic, um, our needs versus our wants. And if you've been following this podcast, you know that from time to time, I'll throw in a solo podcast with topics coming from my perspective on healing, on mindfulness, and just trying to open our, our perspectives and expand the way that we think about things that are going on in our lives. Because if nothing more, I want this podcast to be inspirational and informative, giving insight to help us find our expansion, our growth. So our needs versus our wants. I was recently teaching about this, and it's really an interesting topic that can go very deep. I, I want to kind of keep it to the in the place of our personal lives, our needs and our wants, um, as it relates to how we function within our expectations of our our day to day living and our lifestyles, and also how it corresponds to our emotional core wounds from when we were children. If you haven't read my latest book, Overcoming Toxic Emotions. I urge you to do so, but in that book, the reason I bring it up is I speak um, a lot about emotional addiction and our emotional energetic imprints that were formed in our early years, primarily, according to the, the trauma, the pain, the difficulties, um, and the belief systems that we took on at that age. So it's important to have that understanding just for our lives in general and also to see, you know, to how we are operating and what our where our behavior stems from and to push the envelope a little bit for ourselves to ask some really important and deep questions and one of those questions can be is this a need or is this a want i think we get very confused in our emotional world especially in relationship as adults to bring to the relationship a certain expectation of other people satisfying our needs and we all do have emotional needs And there's nothing wrong, of course, with wanting to be with a partner, with people in our families, our friends, our lovers that are um, in simpatico with um, what we need and what we want to experience in our lives. But when we break down our emotional needs, it's really interesting to look at how we have brought forward 
the emotional needs that we didn't get met when we were children. And the truth is, is as adults, we are the ones responsible for meeting our emotional needs primarily. Of course, there's situations where we go through difficult experiences, grief, loss, trauma, fear, all kinds of difficult experiences where we need people um, to support us and to be there for us. And those are very real and important aspects of living. And there's also the day-to-day living which if we take away some of the suffering points and just our day-to-day experience, our happiness, our joy, our satisfaction, our sense of self, our sense of confidence, these are the things that we need to learn to satisfy for ourselves. So what happens is we come to relationships with this need that hasn't been met when we were children and we haven't learned how to meet our own needs. And then we project the need onto our partners, onto our friends, onto our coworkers, our bosses, our family. And, and to stop this pattern is really to look at the differences between our needs and our wants and how we can um, get our needs met in a healthy way so that we can have healthy attachments with people we care about and also feel safe and secure in our own self-care. So our needs are um, often come from an ego space. And when I say ego space, I'm talking in general about that, that ego of self or that sense of self that doesn't have a secure attachment or a secure definition of who I am. And then the ego takes over and usually infiltrates the way that we operate in our world with this um, larger than necessary egoic kind of um, system. Look at me. I am more than you. Um, I need the validation. I need to be seen or I am, I am not enough. And that typically stems from a shame wound that was also most often created when we were young people. So in a physical way, if we look at needs versus wants, our needs are pretty simple although for some of us in our, in our world, they're not that simple at all. The need for good food, the need for clean water, the need for shelter, the need for connection. Um, our wants are varied, and um, there's often a long list of our wants, not for all of us, but for many of us. And when we cross the two, our emotional needs that weren't met into our physical needs, it feels like we do not have enough. Now, earlier I said this conversation go pretty deep because we could start talking about the ego and the mind and how it starts, wants to protect us from more pain and more shame and more suffering uh, and more dangerous uh, relationships and possibilities. We could also talk about manifestation and the feeling of lack and the feeling of I'm not enough and therefore what are we manifesting around us with that vibrational frequency of I am not enough. Um, But to keep it to our personal lives, when we come from a place of emotional need projected into a relationship, we bring with that this expectation and projection that has a lower vibrational quality and it diffuses our own sense of self-responsibility. So in a healthy situation, if one, I'll use myself as an example, if I have learned how to satisfy 
my emotional needs. If I have learned to be happy, if I have learned to um, soothe myself, if I have learned to validate myself, if I have learned to love myself, if I have learned to find joy and peace in my own life, when I come to relationship with someone, I am bringing all of that with me without the need for someone to fill that in for me. If I don't know how to do that for myself, then I expect the other to bring me joy. I expect the other to validate me. I expect the other to make me happy, to make me feel beautiful, to make me feel seen, to validate me. And that creates a lot of complications in relationships, not just with lovers, but also with friends, family, coworkers, etc. So it's really important to identify where we have this internal dialogue of others meeting our need because it can be a lot of good information about the needs that weren't met when we were children and pointing us to the place of our own self-healing. So we don't want to judge ourselves. We don't want to beat ourselves up and say, oh, I do this and this is bad. We want to acknowledge what's going on and have the awareness of what is going on when we don't feel enough, when we don't feel validated, when we are seeking our worth and our reflection of self from other people in the world. Now, of course, there's a a normal part of that because we are all mirrors of each other and we all learn and grow from each other and we all resonate and vibrate with one another according to where we are in our lives and the lessons we need to learn and what we, you know, project back as a mirror onto others and so forth. And we're all here together doing it. But to have this kind of conscious awareness is really instrumental for us to, um, to find satisfaction and healing in our own life. So if our basic needs are met, our physical needs, and we learn how to satisfy our emotional needs, then we can show up in relationship and show up in our day-to-day world without the expectation of others taking care of us. We can show up into the world without that niggling feeling of the other shoe is going to drop or the universe is out to get me or bad things always happen. Because when we come to satisfy our own emotional needs, we start to build a sense of trust and self-confidence. In my book, I talk about reparenting the inner child, about how to create healthy boundaries and loving yourself. And no, I don't do it perfectly all the time. I'm not sure who does. But when we have the information, the tools to go back to, to reference and to use in our lives, we can certainly make big strides in taking care of ourselves and in expanding into our higher self, into growing into the person that we know uh, we want to be. And so when we reparent ourselves, when we are aware of these lacks that have been in our lives for a long time, and we learn how to pay attention and to validate the fears, the upset, the difficult emotions, the memory when we learn to be able to sit in witness of our own experience without judging and criticizing ourselves, then we start to build a true and very strong foundation of self-confidence and trust in ourselves that allows us to feel free in the world to take life in without that need um, energy. That energy of need is palpable. 
I don't know if you've ever met someone or, or tried to befriend someone or start a relationship with someone who was, quote, needy. That need feeling is, it's palpable. It is a strong energy that is um, kind of gripping and clutching onto another person or entity and so forth because that need is driven by fear and it's driven by that ego state that is trying to um, overcorrect the shame wound and it wants to latch on and attach so that its needs are met. And that's not what healthy attachment and healthy love or healthy exchange is about. And so when you feel that need, now there are other, some people who feed off of that need. And we can, we can go into another kind of conversation here about attachment theories and um, the codependent, the narcissist and so forth. So there, there is, there is actually, you know, a seat for every, but if, if that's what you want to call it, um, there is, there is a place for everyone and every kind of attachment. But when we come into our own awareness of, I have a need here versus a desire here, isn't, wouldn't it be so beautiful to satisfy your own needs and to be able to show up with pure desire? If I feel like I can trust myself and feed myself and shelter myself and find things in the world that make me happy and joyful and content and peaceful, then I can participate in the world from a pure state of desire. And that pure state of desire is a high frequency of joy, of curiosity, of expansion. The, the energy of need, that clutchy feeling, is a contracted energy. It is, it is stifled. It is um, kind, of like, kind of like a tight muscle. And there's not a lot of expansion there because there's contraction there because it's based on fear. And to show up in the world with a desire state, if you want to talk about manifestation, that is halfway to the art of manifest manifesting what you want in your life. Showing up with desire, there's an openness there. There's a lightness there. There is a givingness there. There is an open heart exchange already in place saying, I want to experience this and give my time, energy, and whatever I have to offer to this experience. And in this open heart state, I want to receive whatever is meant for me in this moment without the fear driving our decisions, without the need lowering our frequency and our experience in, a, in that fear state, and purely interacting with nature and life and love and experience and sunrises and food and and all of it. So this is why I continually talk about our emotional healing. It's not for us to be better people. It's not to fix things that are broken. It's so that we can learn how to live in this high vibrational frequency, the state of our higher selves that all of us have a longing for. Whether you feel religious or spiritual, whether you have some kind of sacred practice, routine, whatever in your life that um, resonates with you, that helps you to feel connected to nature and to something beyond you. We all have a desire for more, but it's not more money. 
And it's not more fame. It's not more things. It's the desire to experience that expansion within ourselves that says, I am, and I am here. I am me. I am satisfied and content and contained in the space of my own nurturing and and needs that are met so that I am free to experience the desires of my heart, the passion in my gut, the soul calling of what I'm here to do. And when we get to that place, life becomes so much more colorful and rich versus staying in that contracted feeling of limitation and fear and need. So when you are just thinking about your relationships, if you're looking for a new romantic partner, if you're doing some work on your family dynamic and the relationships that you've come from in your past, of course, we honor and recognize the inner child within us. And there was a point in time when we needed our emotional needs to be met by our parents, by our caregivers, by those who were helping raise us and uh, protect us and teach us. And because we were raised by imperfect people and care tended by people with their own wounds and limitations themselves from their history, of course, we have our experience of our core wounded self. We have difficult memories. We have those fear points. So we don't want to judge others of what they did wrong. We want to look at what was the imprint that was placed on and around me about who I am and what emotional needs did I not get met at the time that now I am responsible for. And whatever that emotional need is, feeling seen, feeling heard, feeling nurtured, feeling safe, um, feeling worthy, feeling validated for what, however you felt or who you were, not being shamed, releasing guilt, all of those things, then we take on such a great um, position of empowerment for our own lives because this is, this is the job of the self-healer. This is the job of the conscious adult, of the mindful person. So just food for thought for you today. Um, and I hope that that conversation is it a conversation monologue (laughs) is helpful and however you can apply that just thinking about when you feel you have a need that you want others to fulfill and again it is it's beautiful to have people who see you it's beautiful to have people who validate you who mirror to you a reflection of your higher self and other people who hear you without trying to correct you, fix you, what have you. It's beautiful to have those people in our lives. It's beautiful to have supportive, loving people who help soothe us when we're scared. It is necessary to have a community and people around when we are sick, when we are in tragedy, when we are experiencing loss. But in our day-to-day living, The expectation that's attached to getting our needs met in an emotional state versus having our needs met in a physical state. That's where we need some great discernment. So play with that. Journal that. Think about that. 
um, think about how you can be your own best advocate, how you can reparent your inner child as if he or she were right there with you and raising up and growing up again, having the opportunity to learn new lessons, to do it again. How can you soothe, validate, nurture, and meet those emotional needs so that in your adult state that you feel satisfied and whole without that need of other people um, making you whole. All right, that's it for me today. I will see you all in season two of the Modern Sage podcast. I'm so appreciative of you. Again, please give us a rating, a review, um, a comment, what have you. I'd be very grateful. And I hope, as always, that my perspective is somehow helpful to you. And if I'm not reaching you the way you want to be reached, I'm happy to give resources to other people that might be a better fit um, in my network and so forth. And most of all, I hope that you spend time each and every day um, loving yourself, loving others, coming to a place of acceptance and coming to a place of compassion to help you find that peace and that um, joy that is innate in your being. Sometimes we lose sight of that. All right, have a good day, and I will be back real soon.